Welcome to the Dance No Cap Podcast with your hosts, Archie, Jesse, Ifosa, Amber, and Jamil, where we discuss all thing dance from our perspectives collectively and individually. Straightforward, no cap. So, if you are faint at heart, we do suggest that you possibly check out another podcast. But, if you want to stay with us, go ahead, grab you something to drink, grab you something to eat, and let's get into this next episode. Pass the microphone right now, right now. I'm in a zone right now, right now. I feel like I'm on my own right now. I feel it. Nobody hit a hold me down. Yeah. Even if they clone me now, they will never tone me down. Never. Uh, even if they clone me now, they will never tone me down. Down, down. <laughs> nah, not in my house. If you lying, bro, not on my couch. Not on my shortcuts, nah, not on my route. Wheels turn to the wheels fall out. How do you get in when you don't fit in? Stay driven. Take the path that's driven. The way you <laughs> Yo, what's going on, world? Welcome to the Brazilian Zoo No Cap Podcast. Eh, that is wrong. That is absolutely incorrect. This is season two. It you is the Dance No Cap right. Podcast. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yo, this is totally going in the episode. Yeah. The rebranding. Psych. <laughs> all right here we go yo what's going on world welcome to the dance no cap podcast that's right we are here with a brand new name to be able to cater to dance in general because we know that a lot of stuff that we talk about can be relative to not just one specific genre of dance so we're excited to go forward with this new branding with this new name and for that we have a special guest on episode one and you guys know drum roll this woman right here the unicorn the popular everybody all the ladies want to be and all the guys want to be with her jessica lambden brazilian unicorn extraordinaire is in the today and we are excited to have her on you can literally go on and on and on about <laughs> this woman's credentials, man. She has been in the Brazilian Zouk scene for such a long period of time, dancing for such a long period of time, such an extensive background in so many different art forms and genres uh, of dance. And so we're excited to have her on today, man. Wow, that was the best like opener ever. I, I'm blushing. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, so. Thank so- you so much. Also rocking, we got the, the 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 crew. So it's your boy Archie here. We got Amber, DJ Aphrodisiac. Hey. We got the Puerto Rican mommy Jesse in the building. Yeah. We got the homie Jamil, aka Jami, if he wants to be French. <laughs> oh yeah, what's going on, guys? And we got the 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 big bro Fosa in the building with us as well. What's up, everyone? And today we are going to be talking about a super dope topic, and we're going to be talking about how a person can, in a healthy way, connect their dance journey and their mental state. So I'm excited about this topic. I think it's going to be really good. I think like jumping off, we can kind of just kind of open the floor and see what everybody thinks about this and then and then talk to, to Jess about how this is been something that she's thought about as she's gone through her journey 
and, and whatnot as well. I always got something to say, so I'll chip in. <laughs> so I'll say for myself, if you are into like spiritual healing, mental health healing, whatever else, or something that at some point in time in your journey, you come to the place where you realize that the mind and the body are like integrally like linked. They're like one, you cannot heal the mind without the body and you cannot heal the body without the mind. And so I found for myself, like I entered dance, I had a lot of like mental health issues, a lot of traumas coming in and I had some awareness of it, but I had no clue how deep that went. And I found that the more that I started to have to take care of my body because I was putting it through such extremes and I was starting to work out and I was starting to do yoga the more that like my mental health screamed for attention. And so I started to go to therapy and like really work on my mental health. And it just, every time that I reached a new level on one, the other would follow almost immediately. So every time that I have like another flexibility breakthrough moment in yoga, I feel like there's something else that comes up for me that I'm able to like piece together to make peace with, to release. So I just feel like those two things are very, very much connected. Like you can't get as far as we've gotten in dance without having some sort of like mindset, mental health journey along with it. No, I, I yeah, agree with uh, that. Yeah, same actually. Absolutely. I think the, the saying that movement is medicine speaks extremely true it almost doesn't matter what form of movement that you choose whether it's running or burpees like some of us like to do or in this particular instance it's it's dance and i think it's the it's with with dance especially partner dance it's the coupling of the movement aspect of it on top of the human connection portion of it which both things together is just it's it's absolutely overall healing for for the mind. I think it can it can definitely it, it can save lives. Honestly, for real, for real. Jess, as far as like your life in dance, or I guess your not just in Brazilian Zouk because I know you've been dancing before Brazilian Zouk. So I guess deep dive us into your journey. I guess whenever it comes to something like this, like where does your dance journey start? Oh, that's <laughs> so it's so nice to hear that because talk about mental health and dancing like you're training and you want it to get better and better and you know there's some days where you're like what am I doing no but I started <laughs> around eight years old competitive ballroom so I was already it was already partner dancing and I did that till 16 wait no and I you think can't that get yes. over that like how did you get into this what My, kept you doing I, that you for know, so long because that's crazy I'm true 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 it, it, you're right I think also like my parents and I I'm the only child we're very very close and they just were always like there to kind of like, what are you interested in? Should we try gymnastics? Should we try ballet? Should we try? Because they saw that I that I loved to move and dance with them and sing and whatever. Mm -hmm. And my mom saw a ballroom school really close by, and she's like, "Would you be interested in that?" And I was like, "Yeah." And one summer, I saw like a, a whole group of of kids dancing under a pavilion. I'm like, oh, that looks so cool. Like just you and a bunch of other, your group doing the damn thing. Yeah. So finally I, I started and it was slow. It wasn't like, oh, I found myself. It was kind of like, <laughs> that's what's great. When, I don't know if you guys have done things as kids, but mm -hmm. like, it's about doing the thing. You right. do it, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're, it's not about feelings. It's kind of like you train and train and train. And then the I remember I had a private lesson, the discipline. I remember at 13, I took a private lesson in one of the most advanced like 
leaders came and, and like led me something and I was like, oh, that's what it feels like. And then mm-hmm. something switched and I'm like, I'm going to chase this feeling and feel, feel it more in the body. We're not just doing things yeah. to do it. So I was chasing this feeling. Now I loved the training, the competing. I didn't like as much and I didn't know then, but what I know now, when I look back, I'm like, oh, oh, sweetie, oh, we had performance anxiety. Oh, That's yeah. what that was. Like, I would do the oh. whole, you know, but the thing is, you think everyone, you think everyone does it. When you're yeah. like, you don't think too much. You're just like, this is what people go through and this is what they go through. I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to drink until like it was over. Sometimes I would just get so nervous. My partner would be like, hello, you were like a, a wood. And, and I just, I didn't know what to say to that. And I was like, blacked out next. I still get anxiety when I teach it. Like the thing is, I feel like if, if you think if you think you're not anxious, like you got another thing coming. I, we, we're all going through it, you know. I think that this, right? that's a conversation get nervous. That I have with a lot of people because they're like, "I'm a new teacher, and you don't understand." But I'm so nervous, and I'm like, "There's no point in time where I'm not like having to nervous poop before class." I always get nervous. Literally, yeah. <laughs> no, that's real. That is a hundred percent real. Nervous. <laughs> Poops are real. Nervous. There's they yeah, are. are, and they're real. very helpful I, and when they're well timed. <laughs> Just don't let it be too long. If you're on a time crunch for something, that's whenever it gets crazy. Yeah, Super. that's the problem. Mine, <laughs> mine are not well timed. They're usually like five minutes before I have to transition yes. to the the next thing. Oh, I totally thought you were about to say five minutes in a set before you have to transition to another (laughs) song. (laughs) What? Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, yeah, they're like five minutes before I have to DJ. That's when they like ramp up like to 100. That's when you play your eight minute song. There you go. It's real and it's crazy. I've had to like, I message like the DJ before me i'm like yo i'm in the bathroom just keep playing till i get back no that's keep real that's real that's crazy yeah. and it's crazy song. because even though that's a normal thing at some level even people that have comfortability when it comes to being on stage you still feel like a, even a little level before you get ready i mean to to do anything oh, yeah. perform run any type of thing that you're doing that's why people are like mm-hmm. get loose they shake it out they have little rituals that they do mm-hmm. before certain things mm-hmm. start so yes. but it's crazy because even though that's normal if not addressed properly it can definitely play a part this. in exactly the mental state 100. that's that's 100. what it is and that's what that's and this is talk about the path that's when I noticed like it's really real my mentor my teacher Dan's partner at one point he was like what were you thinking during that demo or because I, I I got nervous something happened I was like what was I thinking I was like these shoes are crazy the floor isn't right I don't know this song I don't like this song I think I'm giving you a bad time he goes no wonder like you didn't think it was a good dance you have so much going on so it's, it's, it's exactly yeah. what you said, what, how you frame that nervousness, because nervousness is excitement, right? I'm excited to do this. Not right. like I'm so nervous and I'm going to fuck this up or whatever. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it, that great. Yeah. It's I, how you frame these things. That's so important. Yeah. I was having a conversation with, well, I have a couple of thoughts on that. Number one, this is something that Brene Brown talks about. I forget which book because I've read them all and I'm addicted to her, but Brene Brown talks about 
the, the brave people, the fearless people that kind of dive in, the people that have courage, the people that have persistence. She's what quality she's trying to quantify, like what, like what, what quality set them apart from people that don't try and they give up. And she said that one of the things that quantifies these fearless people is that they understand that fear is part of the process and you have to do it anyways. And I think that sometimes people that are held back by their fears, they think that brave people don't feel fear and that's why they dive in. And it's, it's actually the opposite. The brave people face their fears and they embrace them and they sit in them and they understand them and they allow them to become part of their journey. And so I think that's number one. And I feel like discipline is part of that. As a child, I was talking about this some just the other day with somebody and I was saying that I feel like you can kind of tell the dancers apart that did sports or like some sort of discipline activity versus those that have not, because the ones that have done some sort of activity like this as a child, they understand discipline in a certain way. They understand training in a certain kind of way. They understand cross training and understanding that like, maybe I need to go work out. Maybe I need to stretch. Maybe I need to do yoga, but their mentality is different in that they're able to approach hurdles in a different way as opposed to somebody that has not had a coach yelling over their shoulder, like, stand up, gosh, tighter. like you're bleeding, you broke your ankle, I don't care, keep going. Like we just are built with a certain mindset. And it's it's great when you're trying to charge forward and really overcome and like power through things. But on the other side of it, it doesn't leave space to address stuff like mental health issues. Because I feel like for the first couple of years that I was teaching, like I did have a lot of <laughs> performance anxiety around perfectionism, because that's another thing that you're taught if you do some sort of art as a child is you have to be perfect. And so I would go into like demos, whatever else, having like social anxiety, having issues with perfectionism. And I feel like I essentially became like a functional alcoholic to deal with it. Like I would go to these festivals, but teach the close. Yeah. I would teach classes. I would get to nighttime and I was just like so overstimulated. I was so tired. I was so just so wound up from like adrenaline rushes. I would drink until I felt better, but that's like basically blackout. And that's not something that I feel like is talked about enough. It was like how much we all kind of, and maybe we'll get there later in your journey, but it's something that I noticed in myself is that I had a really hard time coping with all of that and how much we all self-lubricate behind the scenes to deal with some of those issues. Man, that is a question right there is, is, oh boy, how many people, in the scene, specifically since we're talking about dance, and ironically, or coincidentally, in the scene, alcohol consumption is a very big thing. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. But the question is, how many people are consuming alcohol because they want to have a great time? Or how many people in dance are consuming alcohol because they want to water down or or increase the escapism? from a, maybe a mental mm-hmm. state that was created because we we've talked about how dance can be a form of escapism whenever it comes to wanting to escape from your reality in your opinion what's the ratio or amount of people that are maybe approaching alcohol in a way to increase the escapism or to water down the mental state that they're in versus just to kind of have a good time with their friends, you know? I mean, you, you do run into like the the folks who are under some kind of influence on the social dance floor to probably increase the escapism as well. I guess, honestly, like it depends on the dance genre that you're at. Some people do it because it's a part of the kind of the part of the culture throwing genres under the bus, but like salsa bachata, for instance, maybe, right? Because those dances are 
largely dance like at home at cookouts for people's parties or whatever, but can also be done at like TSR and whatnot. If you're around family and stuff like that at a, at a, a relaxed setting, yeah, tons of people are going to, to, to drink and kind of do it to relax and whatnot. I don't know. Yeah. It depends. Like if you're at a bigger setting, like the salsa room or something like that here in DC, like it's a lot of people there and there's weirdly this like social hierarchy and the closer you get to the DJ booth. So like maybe some people do drink in order to increase the escapism or to, to just, Thanks. I don't know, just not give a fuck about any of that stuff that they'll encounter on that, that kind of throws them off on social dance floor when it comes to engaging in other people. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, I honestly can't even quantify. I know I drink at dance events as a dancer. Yeah. To cope with sitting on the sidelines, because <laughs> it's, it's easier to sit on the sidelines when you tipsy yeah. than when you not. Yeah. I, I usually drink to loosen up, actually, especially if I feel like my body's a little too stiff, or maybe I'm doing mental laps, whether it be DJing or dancing, or I'm like critiquing myself. I'm like, I right, I need to, I will take a drink or whatever substance to like bring down the mental roller coaster that's happening mm -hmm. i think there's such yeah. a fine line of at what point in time does this kind of coping mechanism or lubrication become like just a crutch or like something that starts to like really impact how people see you because i know being the life of the party is part of some people's whole marketing thing you know like i have to show up and i have to be high energy 30 weekends out of the year and like people aren't really asking like how are how was your day how was your yeah. week you know what I mean they're not really caring about what else is going on in your life because this is kind of what you're known for and I think it just takes a certain amount of you have to know your body and you have to know yourself and you have to be ready for some brutal honesty because when I was drinking that much, it was 100% in acceptable settings. You know what I mean? I wasn't showing mm -hmm. up to classes drunk. I wasn't mm. showing up to classes sloppy. I wasn't like, I was still doing everything I needed to do. I was showing up to my nine to five job. Like I wasn't drinking during the week, but I was definitely drinking to excess during the night hours. You know what I mean? And it didn't start immediately. It like gradually increased over time. And it was, it felt enabled by the environment because it was so easily accessible and so like encouraged and when you're an artist people are like hey take this shot take this drink put this in your mouth here yeah, take this probably. so easy to get it yeah. <clears throat> so if you're not like really tuned in with yourself and your own mental state it can be so easy to like slide down that line until one day you're like like for me the moment was like people coming up to me it was my birthday weekend I was at a festival I was working and people were like throwing drinks at me left and right. I've always been a lightweight. I'm like 115 pounds. And so people were throwing drinks at me left and right. And I was like, yeah, party. And I woke up the next night and people were like, are you okay? You were plastered. And I was like, that's really embarrassing that I'm here to work and people are checking up on me the next day. But it wasn't until that exact, it wasn't until I got that feedback that I was like, I need to get it together. It, yeah, it's complicated. And like on the 180 flip side, like you're, as Jamil said, there is this like cultural thing in Brazil about cerveja. Like they mm. have all of this affection towards things that remind them of home or land. And like having a drink is coming together. And that's a beautiful culture altogether. Absolutely. And how we come together and other Slavic cultures saying speeches is really important part of like drinking so whenever you see mm -hmm. each other it's like speech speech you know everyone has their own 
way. And, and I think the intention behind it sometimes, I definitely saw the increase of, I, I was a late bloomer. So like drinking definitely started later on and these weekends yeah. and, but then there was also for me, everyone's dealing with their own stuff. But for me, I know dancing with Re was such like, it still is such a gift. And I, I wanted and still want to be like the best version. And I want to do these shows well. I want to do these demos well. He's always like creating a new technique, always something new for me to train. And I did me, okay, me wanting to do it fast, no patience. I was like, wow, you know, and, and I wouldn't be as relaxed. So of course, like having the party, which is amazing about our scene, we train hard to party hard. Right. Those are the times where I'd be like, I'm going to take yeah. this drink. And cheers to me doing whatever the fuck happens. I'm not gonna think about it. It's gonna be whoever, whatever. The music. You know, like I love a party. I love a little bit of mischief, just a mm -hmm. little bit, you know? Yes. So I tried to give yes. myself a like, we're gonna have a drink and it's gonna be crazy, you know? Like, but what's great is that we're sweating. So it kind of comes in and comes out. When I'm out, when I'm out, I, I really forget that like dancing is so much easier to drink because you're sweating. You don't get as, mm -hmm. in my case. And then I, I'll have a glass of wine, two glasses. I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing? You know, but on the dance floor, it's, I'm ready for another, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. After a few dances, you're sweating. So I feel like it's the relationship you have with it. Yeah, and which is what I, that you I have agree. With it. Yeah. Yeah. Intentions are is everything. So, so yes. with the other question with you, Jessica, do you, in your earlier stage and going back to your original story, when you first started, do you feel like, or how do you feel like this, the mental health journey for you started whenever you were first starting dance? So, okay. I think that I, we were talking about this a little bit. Like I had the, I feel like when you're a kid, you don't realize what you're doing. You don't think about what you're thinking. You're just doing, mm -hmm. you're just doing. And then I took this pause. I went to college. I got a BA in psychology. I was doing theater. So I, I, I feel like at that time, things are happening and you think you know how the world works. I got a BA in psych. I know how the brain works. <laughs> and Jesse, this is like, not. Yeah. that's not quite it. And you do one style of dance. I know how to dance. I, I, do, I played basketball. I could probably do hockey. And it's, it's yeah. things are different, you know? So I started zooking Brazilian Zucumbaba and and things were happening because I had this background knowledge. Mm. But then you run into these like, wait a minute, it, it helped me this far. And now like, why am I not improving? Mm. And then there's this pressure of I started off strong and why doesn't it feel good with everyone? Mm -hmm. And why, blah, 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 blah. All these little questions of it was feeling good, it was feeling good. I think I knew how life worked and damn. Mm -hmm. And that's called growth. We love that. <laughs> and, and like dancing with Re. Everything is so easy. Everything, just like ev like all friendships, all partnerships. But then, then you get to know people. And then it's, oh, it's starting to feel like we could train this. And you know, like the, hun yeah. the honeymoon of dancing for all of us. I think we all right. go through the honeymoon stage. Yeah. And then 100%. we're like, why does this feel better with this person than this person? Yo, there's, yeah. oh, that's And that so was bad. the journey. Yeah. But yeah. you know what's amazing about that is because it's very humbling. And if you just stick with it, like it will change your life in a, in that way because I feel like our experience when we get better or more seasoned, at first it's I dance better with this person, right? They lead or follow better. I avoid these people. And then the more you do it, you're like, I don't like, what if it's not them and it's me? <laughs> you yeah. know, like I can just, the more we learn to adapt, 
the more power we have. Cause at first, like the power's out of your hands. Like it's, I could dance with them and them and the rest or whatever, you know, I, yeah. I want to avoid these people. Then when you start taking that power, that, that, that ownership and you're like, wait a second, I need to train some stuff. Like that, that was already part of the journey of, I need to take some, I need to, well, okay. Hey girl, go there's ahead. M- and there's say many it. questions. Go ahead, go ahead. Say it with your chest, girl. Queen, just say it. It's, it's <laughs> no cap. Mean. No cap. <laughs> I, no, no, it's, it's totally no cap. It's just because I'm doing a very, I think, a very Jessica Lambden thing is that I have one thought and then I have a million more thoughts after that. Yeah. So the first That's one fine. being like, what am I? When? What is my responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. But then once you start going down that journey of like, how do I be a better? dancer leader follower then i feel like the times that it's that it's that i want to give up and i get really frustrated like those are the moments where i'm like what am i thinking what is going on in my head do i think i'm going to fall sometimes you keep repeating the same mistake Mm -hmm. the same uh uh, and that frustration you just want to give up yeah it's like the the whole journey is like asking yourself how do we calmly freaking level up (laughs) yeah yes train so let me train let me roll back because I know I've got a lot of questions because being a dancer as a child is one thing, you know, that's a very pivotal moment in your growth where a lot of your life, like how you view life is being formed. But then in your late teens, early twenties, that's how you're, that's the time where you're putting together what adulthood looks like. Mm-hmm. And I started dance, like I 100% remember being 21 and like the day after I turned 21 I was dragging my mom out salsa dancing and it was like I started dancing at a very young age and I noticed for a lot of people that start dance that young that are introduced to the scene that young you get a lot of amazing things from it absolutely like you're introduced to a world of culture and like mm-hmm. some brilliant people because there are dancers out here like I was 21 and I was on a dance team with a brain surgeon and like a math statistical mathematician I was just like this is mm-hmm. crazy that I'm around such smart people at, and accomplished people at such a young age but at the same time there's a lot of like real world stuff that hits you all at once no, mm-hmm. like you are exposed to a lot of the hardest parts of adulthood right there in your face. You have access to a worldwide network of people and dancing and friends, and that's cool. But you also get exposed to people that are don't have the best intentions. You get exposed to a lot of alcohol, a lot of drugs, a lot of just like maybe unhealthy sex habits and just that's a lot to try and grapple with at once, especially mm-hmm. if you're approaching it from a professional point of view. At and that so age. how were you mm-hmm. at that age? At that bro, age is like, the cherry on top because you're literally in the middle of a of a season of life where you as an individual, literally, what is it, 20, 20 to like 26 or 27 is some of the most hardest years of a person's life because you are just getting out of like high school or college and stepping into adulthood. It's the year where you feel like the most weight because everybody's expecting you to grow faster than you actually possibly can. And by that, I mean like they're expecting you to be further along than you are. So you're expecting yourself to be further along than you are, which leads to even more of a mental thing and and frustration with yourself. So on top all that, plus everything that you just said, it's like a tornado. So you can ask your question. Yeah, you have to like, 
you have to wise up like the street smarts, the, the learning curve is quick. Otherwise you're going to get played and left in the curve. And I definitely mm. had those moments where I was like, I just learned something in the worst way possible, especially because people, at least on my end, were not super willing to mentor me. So I had to really just jump in there and figure it out. So how did you deal with that transition of being like a younger person, young adult in a very controlled and structured environment, like ballroom that is like by its nature already very structured and controlled? What was that mentality of jumping into something like Brazilian Zoo? Like, how did you handle it? I, yes. Another thing that I did was theater growing up. So like in high school mm-hmm. and college. And I feel like that was an, an amazing setup because already like you're working in close quarters and playing and everyone, it's so incestuous. Everyone's dating the same person. And from, from me, from early on, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, I don't want this. So early on, I was like, I am too like cr- crazy about being a good friend. So if I know that you dated my friend, it, it's not happening. Also, I wanted to be like, I just loved it so much. And like performing in the arts was so important to me ballroom was so important I would call myself a dancer now I'm shy to even sit I am a dancer but you you know how it is you know how it is is. but before I was just like I I am a dancer I'm a performer and already when I saw that I was like I was turned off to anything outside of craft so when I when I got into Brazilian Zouk when I took class with Ree I I saw right away or like the scene we're going out to bars and I didn't, I never been to a, I, I didn't know etiquette other than I'm, I want to dance. So I'm going to ask people. So that was already my, I was driven that way. I, I want to dance. I'm asking. And then I met Henry and I'm like, I want whatever this man does. I want to learn. I want to be a part of it. So I just got caught up in the training and, and caught up in the, yeah, just like the, the, the art of it, like the parties. I don't know. I, I wasn't, I was like, I, I'm from New York. I see it all the time. For me, it was cool that everyone is dancing and it's not lame. Because some bars are lame. They're playing like top 10 of the worst station. Here's like this amazing music. Right? You know, like here we have amazing music. People are like doing amazing things. And I'm like, why would I lose this? You And I already know. You already know if you're in theater, like no hate and no, and no cap. But sometimes sometimes they're not that character off of the stage oh yeah (laughs) and i'll tell you what i'm the first one to say it i think talent is one of the most stunning qualities i mean that's how we like people like to see where they shine but you hope that shine spreads out in 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 the rest of their life and i'm like i i don't care i just want to i want i want us both to shine on the dance floor and i'm chasing the shine no so that's i i think i'm very lucky i'm i'm very lucky to have it was no surprise, like growing up in New York, being really close with my parents. That's um, what I was about to say. You know, theater. I, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, like, it too. sounds like you had a great relationship with your parents, which set yeah. the foundation for yes. the rest mm-hmm. of your life. Because I think that them enough. Yes. Yeah. Because it literally sounds yeah. a lot of the stuff that maybe the average person would deal with. And by average, I don't mean like averages in talent, but I mean just average out of the amount of people in a certain Mm -hmm. arena would deal with, like you just didn't deal with because you were like, oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing that. And like good parents like are super dope whenever it comes to, it sounds like. Good parents are super dope. Yeah. 
but you know shout it, out to like, the good parents thank god thank god for them and and thank, <laughs> thank god for all parents because they just try and sometimes it's a bit of a miss but whatever shout out to the rest trying. of the parents <laughs> but also honestly like theater theater helped so much like the it's wild like, I feel like a lot of people didn't even know you were in theater until COVID whenever they started seeing all your Instagram oh posts <laughs> you're literally like 20 <laughs> different characters on, bro I swear pandemic I'm on Broadway I'm literally in my in my at the time I didn't have my house yet so I'm in my apartment during COVID and I'm like so can we just watch just TV like right now like this Jessica Lambert TV you. can Thank we watch it I'm like oh this, this character so is super funny the, the freaking crystal ball i'm gonna take your prediction yes, madam unicornica yes. no you know we who the best her. character was the freaking new york <gasps> character the new york uh mom yeah. <laughs> she talks to deidre yeah bro this girl like i yeah, swear she's from brooklyn yeah no every, bullshit every so single time every Maybe. single time you would do <laughs> another one i'd be like hey bring her back we, we want more of her we want more of her we want deidre but I no, love it. I love it. Thank you for that. No, it's crazy. I feel like a lot of people didn't even know you were in theater until then. But that's that is that's a blessing. That's an amazing blessing that it sounds yeah. like you didn't have a ton of external struggles whenever it came to the beginning of your dance journey because of that. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I saw it unfolding in front of me. I had I, I'm telling you, like in theater is the same. At one point, identifying like males are less like that ratio is less than like really fem- the people who identify. I don't know how to, you know, I'm just trying to be the right language. It's not just men and women, like to be simple, boys and girls, right? Mm-hmm. Um, sure. yeah. And like, it's already a limited pool. And and at that time I already knew I'm not special. Like all the girlies here are so talented. If it's mm-hmm. not me, it's going to be one of them. And I've seen mm-hmm. it happen before. So Whoa. at that age, I was like, I want to be good at this. I don't want to get lost in in this Mm. and have this you know what i'm saying because i can easily be like oh my god they were with me and now they're with someone else oh i didn't want to do it Mm -hmm. so archie and i were both in dallas this weekend and we had this amazing panel discussion with some artists that have been in the game for quite a while and one of the topic points was mindset and one thing that I feel like I got out of that panel, because I got a lot out of it. But one thing I feel like I got out of that panel is your ability and how far you're, you're, you're able to go is dependent on how attached you are to your why and your intention of being here. And it sounds like from a young age, you had all of the support and like loving confidence and clarity and honestly wisdom to understand what your why is and to be present with that why so much mm-hmm. that you were able to kind of let go of the distractions, like not be ignorant to them because it sounds like you saw them and you acknowledged them, but you were like right. questioning at each point, is this connected to my why? And if not, then it doesn't need to be a part of my journey. Yes, 100%. Also, not to judge anyone who does things any different than me. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you from my place, because I'm going to tell you, like, I, I, I will get distracted. That's how my mind works. There's some people yeah. who are able to kind of be open to this stuff and still keep their eye on the prize. I happen to be a little not like that neurotic. Okay, <laughs> I'm a little bit. <laughs> so just to say, say, like, there's a place for everyone. But I think 
you're absolutely right. Like I just was so focused on chasing this. Why, why am I here? Why am I doing this? That, that was my focus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well said. I think everyone's journey through dance goes through different, it goes through different paths, right? Like I, yes. sometimes I think back on some of the choices I made and it's just so cringy. Cause I'm like, if you've been in the dance world for 10 years, especially in your early twenties, the choices you make are not going to always be good ones. There are some oh. people in Detroit, God bless them, that have seen me just out of pocket. And, but I needed to be in that place. Like you I was in my twenties. Right. I needed to mm-hmm. go explore. I needed to figure out what my like limits were, where my, what were my boundaries? Like I needed to feel like I was out there really testing the world. And fortunately, unfortunately, dance happened to be a lot of that like space where I felt safe enough to do it because it is kind of like a sub bubble of the real world. Yeah. And hundred percent. that's okay. Like, I don't regret that. No, I, I don't regret that. There is I mean, some it sucks safety. that everyone is there. Yeah, there's safety there. And so there's... I went through some things. I made my choices, but that's what I needed to do. So now that I'm in my 30s, I can really confidently go out to festivals and be like, I absolutely do not need to try any of that again. I'm going to bed at 9 p.m. I, I was totally you know? <laughs> about to say that. <laughs> Jesse. Maybe into it. Jesse, <laughs> you're the one who just said before. Do not bring this up to Archie before. <laughs> Damn doing it. He wanted Come to on. hear it subconsciously. Oh. He wanted to hear it subconsciously. He brought it. So Listen, you, you she didn't even have to go bring, ahead, Archie. She didn't even have to bring up like the nine o'clock thing because the door was already open before she even brought oh up the example. God. It was already there. Look at you. But no, that's that's yeah, that's that super dope. You guys. Do you Jessica <laughs> Lambden? Jessica Lambden, not Jess. I'm gonna call you Jesse. I'm gonna call you Jessica. <laughs> We'll just do that instead of Love saying it. Jesse for short. Sounds good. Do you feel like, so that's the external stuff, right? That's externally. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like your internal struggles and external struggles were different? My internal struggle. It's like struggling, mm-hmm. like battling against your own thoughts or battling against your own oh, imposter syndrome, Archie. all that kind of yes! stuff. Yes. That's where <laughs> I live. Oh my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> like that 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 was the biggest thing it was i mean external like it was the internal i mean right the 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 more i observed the more i was like we need to talk different because the pressure of just wanting wanting things to be like the best 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 i hate to say like perfectionism because we're all going through that but mm-hmm. you, you just want things i yeah I, I i had this i really wanted it to work out and I want this to be, to be the best class I ever give, the best demo. But mm-hmm. it's all pressure that I myself would would do. Mm-hmm. Ree was always great with being playful and like, you know, find the fun. He helped me find the fun. I understand when people are like, it takes time. It, I have no patience for that. But 100%, like, I, it just, this all takes time. <laughs> it takes time. And and I'm and I'm always dealing with those because it's freaking important. If you mm. love something, you you want to give it your best. That's why I'm freaking out. I I want to. This is a different culture. I want to make sure that I represent it well. Mm-hmm. Like I I want to <laughs> I want to make sure that people like <laughs> I pass on. I, okay. I, I pass on something good. I don't know because these classes. This is your body. God right. forbid someone is I not not that of course like it's 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 not. I just make the stakes too high. 
I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my God, this has to change their life or else it's going to ruin their life. I'm going to tell them one bad thing and they're going to snap their neck. You know, it's not like that. This is my journey of like, it's not. Well, but, it's uh, difficult yes. when you're a teacher and it starts to feel like that. Like every mm, class, there's sure. like some, they tell you like, there's an organizer that could be in your class. Make sure you're showing up 100% every single time. And so I feel I like- I don't even need anyone to tell me that because I'm in the room <laughs> with a camera. Guys, I'm on Zoom. I'm just recording myself and I'm like, if ironically the pandemic videos those characters that's the one thing that i'm like go turn on the camera one shot it's perfect post everything else everything everything else yeah the stakes are high but the the things that you love no i was just gonna ask like how did the the role that henry played in your in your dance journey like how did that help with those internal struggles that you had like he's he's your mentor he's somebody that you speak highly of that everybody speaks highly of but for you personally how how did his his role in your life how did that impact you your you and your mental your mental state before you go can you also expand that to your parents too because i'm curious about that as well for sure i mean i just maybe let me start with re like henry real just because he comes from a different background and he's so different he started ballet at 18 he immigrated here young and figured ever figured things out. He's a very much like body person, not like let's, it, it's not about, it, like feelings are important, but like, mm-hmm. don't get lost in that. Just, just do it. You yeah. know, he's a very much, let's just do it. You want, you want to do something, do it. Mm-hmm. Like every, he says sexy turtle, like everything is this fun imagery <laughs> and rainbows and colorful. And I feel like I sometimes came from a, what is the step? What is the technique? Not that that's mm-hmm. anyone's fault. It's just that's what you're used to. You want to be rigorous. Mm-hmm. And he is just so much more fun and like lighthearted and very much about the action. And I was the feelings of us. I think that he was the action. Yeah. I, and I mean, the work that he did with his sister, Chloe mm-hmm. Rivera, who right. her own, like her mm-hmm. own shout out. Like she, the both of them, they're from another planet, but you know, he, she started very young and he taught her mm-hmm. and like for all of that to be so effortless and she's also like just so I mean yeah. she's her own brand of, of whatever but anyway why am I saying that no because they have that <laughs> special thing that doesn't get you stuck in the feeling and is more like move your body just move it mm-hmm. so that was just so helpful and guys like you know let's be real for real he I feel like I I, I don't know like it, it was a brave thing for him to take on one of his students, no matter how much talent or promise, he he still took me on and trained me on the road. And he could have been like, I need someone who can do Our this now. Yeah. And he had yeah. that patience, which I am forever grateful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just can go on and on about that man. He's so special and I'm so grateful. It, with every decision that he makes, he's always like pushing. He will mm-hmm. pushing me to grow and, and it show. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And with my parents, I think that they just always were the people that like, I mean, this is gonna, this is gonna be what it is. But the, the people that like, will ne- I'll never be the bad guy to them. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. Which is always, I, I have to be like, no, but it was my fault, and they're gonna be like, no, you're, you're the best thing that's ever happened. You know what I mean? They're yeah. Just yeah. yeah that performance was so horrible, nice and they're like, that performance was so good, sweetie. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I'll tell you what, they know when I can do better. Gotcha. You know, but they'll, Which they'll say it, but it's always with sugar. I'm a like dip me. If you want to say something real, dip it in sugar kind of person. I, mm. And and Re will tell it to you straight. He'll tell it to you straight and be like, next. <laughs> so I have, 
I have that. <laughs> I'm very lucky to have that balance. But now the most important role is like, how do I do this to myself? Right. right. Like this voice of what are you, am I talking to myself? Like, bitch, what are you doing? No, 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 no. Like when I ca- caught that, mm-hmm. then I had to be like, I, I had to really go 180, even though it was silly. I'd be like, okay, princess, what do we want, baby? Like I had to uh, really <laughs> change so- that voice because it's important. Yeah. Before we go there, because this is, I, I self-talk is something I could talk for five hours about and like how much it changed yes. my life. But just yes. because I know there are other maybe listeners out there who are struggling with this feeling of anxiety coming into dance and coming onto the dance floor. And I kind of struggle to give them my version of what I did, but can you give me specifics of things maybe Riel said to you or your parents said to you or that you figured out for yourself during this time period that became healthy coping mechanisms for dealing with some of the anxieties that you were feeling during that time? Sure, I'll, I'll do my best. Yeah. I think the, the, the things that helped me the most were remedies of the body. If mm-hmm. I just go through this movement slowly and precisely, mm-hmm. I, I can relax in that. Mm-hmm. Instead mm-hmm. of doing it fast, and, and, and having it be like, no, again, no, you fell. No, you fell. Like doing the same thing over and over. Like mm-hmm. me doing things slowly mm-hmm. and this pandemic, doing it by myself, like mm-hmm. doing those things by yourself changed so much because in following and leading, but following everything's happening so fast. Like mm-hmm. you, you have to make really quick decisions and mm-hmm. everyone is different. So the, the more I moved slowly, the, the, the quicker I was able to do it. Mm-hmm. the calmer it's calm and the slow was that did that realization uh, yeah, yeah. come to you like more recently or was it like a while like I, I guess like at what stage in your career or your dance journey did that happen I think it was I think it was really the most during the pandemic mm-hmm. when I had to teach uh, give classes all by, by myself mm-hmm. on zoom mm-hmm. I would give solo or followers dialing like early on when the followers yeah and I I didn't like to because I'm like, what am I doing? Like being a teacher is is not just being a d- good dancer. And mm-hmm. I didn't think I was like, yet I didn't feel any of those things. But when when the pandemic happened, I'm like, well, I have to do something. And if I want it to be good, what am I doing? Then when I started slowing down, I'm like, wait a minute, there's so much to talk about and movement to explore. Mm-hmm. I think I felt like you're either born with it or you're not. And that's not the case. You just need to slowly do things. Yeah. Bit by bit. And I'm just like, if I'm not amazing at this, I quit. Are you (laughs) You still are you still like that and you just have it under control more? Or do you feel like you're not like that as much at all? I think because my body is like, if we do this slowly, we'll understand this better. I'm way more open to hiking. I never would hike. I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm a motherfucking city girl, you know that song? Anyway, (laughs) I'm a city girl. I don't I don't I don't so when I started doing the hiking, like I was like, oh, you know, if I do this slowly enough, like mindfully enough, I guess that's what mindfulness is, doing things slowly and like being aware of it. I'm more, way more open to doing a trick or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, try your journey. And I'm, I'm very curious about how did you develop your confidence? I hear that usually two or this took several ways, but I usually hear that you're able to break down micro skills and use it. And, and see what's transferable or you just do things without confidence and I'm very curious how were you able to get to where you are and develop yourself and achieve the things that you've achieved despite struggles and all that stuff how did you develop your confidence because I'm sure a lot of people listen and look at you like I do and see she's able to just do whatever 
Like she's just wow. able to put herself out there. She's talking mid mid sentence, hit a perfect spin turn, land. I've seen you as a teacher. I've seen you start to MC, and I've never knew if you MC before or whatever. But I just seen you assume different roles based on what the scene needs or based on what you have to do. But you still have that confidence regardless of whatever you've done before or whatever you need to do. So I'm curious about how you developed your own confidence in yourself and then the ability to do anything wherever. Thank you, Apozo. That was really nice. Thank you. I Yeah, confidence is such a funny word. I think like with the, MC, I, with the MCing stuff, it, because it was a necessity, like yeah. people needed that. And I was like, oh, I'll do it. So it made it easier. Oh, people need this. I'll do it. They need a show. I'll do it. So feeling like I was a part of helping made it easier. Like there was purpose. If and I think with theater, trust could work too. Trust or trust because I felt like I was a part of, of my role was to help. So mm -hmm. that gave me that boost of, oh, I'm helping something. I'm, I'm not stopping to perform. Like I'm mm -hmm. helping this thing happen. Mm -hmm. They need shows. So by me making this like will help the flow of, of the evening or something. I think it, yeah, I think people need a beginner class. Henry can't, Henry Re can't make it. Like just because someone needed me was like, oh, I can do this because they need me to do this and step into that role. Mm -hmm. And then with like, I just love the, I, I don't know. I love being a part of the story. It just feels like if you, if that's when, that's the realest magic, like in the, in the business. I mean, Jesse, you could probably could speak about this as well. Or Archie making music like, Wait, that that maybe stepping like I feel like half of it is oh I'm helping something, and the other part is oh what role is this? Mm -hmm. you know? I feel like there are a couple things that I hear there. And number one, responding to what you just said is that again connecting to your why, and mm -hmm. being able to follow those moments mm -hmm. when they present themselves. Yeah. And I feel you are a little bit similar to me in that I'm really. I find altruism or being able to give back really fuels me and really enables me to go further than if I'm just moving on to ego. Like it just doesn't work as well for me. But if I feel a sense or an urge of this could help somebody, I mean, doing this podcast, it was like, do I necessarily want to talk for myself? Not really, but feeling like I could help people by bringing some things to light or being able to tell other people's stories like that. 100% I feel like is the reason that I show up every day and want to do a great job. And I feel like that's the same for, you know, everyone on the podcast. The reason why we gel mm -hmm. so well is our why and with the guests that we have as well, our why is really motivated in altruism or thinking about the bigger, the larger picture rather than intrinsic value. Like what's, what's it paying out to me? And I feel like that creates a presence of this person is just really living for what's happening right now. Like they're fully in it, mm -hmm. but it also enables you to do stuff like create characters without fear, like really big, tangible live characters that you feel connected to. That's you surrendering to being completely present in that character and really believing that you are that person and creating incredible dances as well. Like the moment that you are able to fully surrender and be present in that moment and feel the movement in your body and really recognize what's working, what's not working, what's turning off, what's not turning off, really mm. analyzing your body, cell yeah. by cell, bit by bit of what is happening in my body during this moment that's working and not working, that's being present. And I feel like it's a little bit of what Rael was trying to bring you back to in dance when you were being so in your head is, mm -hmm. hey, you've already got this. You already know how to be present. 
you just need to apply it now, be present. And you got to that place once you were in quarantine, you know, once you were really fully by yourself and you had nowhere else to go. I think we all kind of had this moment of having to face yourself in the mirror. You got back to that place of I am present. I'm present with these characters I'm doing. I'm present with my dancing. I'm present with myself and my body. And it sounds like you were able to have a breakthrough. It was beautiful. Like how... And this is something I've always asked everybody or talk about when it comes to you, Henry, and you, yourself is like, how do you guys remain still like present social dancing on the dance floor after performing and teaching for hours earlier the day? And then you you get out on the social dance floor and you guys are there to till till the party shuts down. Yeah, you dance with, with, with everybody. everybody. I was just about to say that. Literally everyone. Everybody. And this is everyone. no cap. There's not a lot of instructors that dance with everybody. Right. You know, exactly. and you dance right. with everybody. And, and I, I feel like at every location like, in the room, you back corner, you're there. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like I've, I've asked you this question before, and I think you, your inspiration comes from, from Henry, but, but, but you yourself, where do, where do you, how do, how do you find the ability to, to maintain presence? the entire night or maybe you're not present you're just <laughs> you're just there but you're like damn it I'm gonna do this like how, how again like a few more because I started this my journey asking because there weren't many leaders yeah. so so I'm, I'm always running to ask and I like still will so I'm just used to that so when someone asks me I'm always like oh my like what a, <laughs> like what a compliment you it's, it's, this is so I mean imagine someone you don't know like coming to you it's a big world and there's a lot of talent. Someone comes to you and they're like, I hope it's, I, I saw you teaching earlier. I saw your video and, and I get to meet like, oh my God, you know, yeah, of yeah. course. What, how do you say no to that? One, but of course you can say no, whatever, but whatever. Right. That's how I, how I interpret mm -hmm. it. Right. And then, sure. And then comes like the, it, it, the, the growth part of this. So I would see re-dancing all the time. And I, I just really like shameless. I want to be like him. I see him and I'm like, okay, find it in me to keep going if I'm too mm. tired or also technique wise, I, I'm still growing and I was still growing. Sometimes we don't, you're, you're worn out and you don't know what to do, you know? So mm -hmm. at that time, like th those are, those are, I had these questions of, okay, how can, this is a very real thing. Like, how can you dance with everyone and have a good dance? It's possible. You just you need to go into the elements. You need to adjust. Mm. So then I was like, instead of it being like, oh, I like I'm tired. I had to be careful, like, because my my thoughts are strong. I'm tired. Like, why are they doing this? I have to catch myself because I'm that I can get like that. A touch mm -hmm. is you're too close to bear mm -hmm. my neck or my face, and like I'm a touch kind of like sensitive person. Mm. My my I, that can trigger yeah. like too many thoughts. Don't and put I'm your like, melon head on top of Jessica's a, head. Oh, you could. Oh my, or like you could even. I don't know. Or careful where your fingertips. So, or don't pull my hair. Whatever. But again, it's I um, have to what? tell myself. No, no, no. Because it's so long. Yes, again, do not oh, give oh, these people oh, passes. So don't give these no, people passes. It, listen, you know what? I just is, thought it was something know, else. My bad. I know, not like this, but just because it's freaking long. I don't. Yeah. It's just my thing is I lead, I lead, and I know it's hard. I know yeah. this is hard for both people, and I know it's never on purpose. Like I, but that's the thing about mental health. Like when I when I realize what my thoughts are, I'm like, wait, mm. don't get mad at them. It's not their fault. If you find some, you need to find the joy here or leave if you can. Yeah. So my thing is like how can you make this exciting how can you be a better dancer it starts here you don't like what they're doing find the joy find your shine make it 
happened and and I saw Reed do it and I'm like, I want to do this too. This is trade. This is fun training. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, That's how sure. I I try to keep myself be like, how can you how can you practice like not just sexy turtle, but like you're where your flamingo legs? I don't know. Can you feel your calves right now? So I, I'm playing this mind game with myself of like, all right, let's get back into your body. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh. I just want to oh. add in at this moment. I feel like it's an important teaching moment of I feel like Jessica, you speaking you've spoken so much to how one person has really intensely impacted your journey and how you were able to go with how they were able to show up in their presence right and how you were so influenced by this person and so I think from there I think there are two things that need to be taken one the way you show up can have such an influence on the people that you are around so when you show up with a certain kind of energy you have the power to influence your environment mm -hmm. so be careful with what kind of energy you're showing up with yes but then on the flip side number two you need to be cognizant of the people that you're surrounding yourself with because whether you recognize it or not the energy that they're putting out there is rubbing off on you and it's having an impact on you and how you view things Mm -hmm. So if you're surrounding yourself by people that are constantly quitting or they don't think things are possible or they're right. holding themselves back, that's going to impact you and how you view challenges. Mm -hmm. And I definitely, I know I recognize that for myself, like when I'm around like my more motivated friends, I am like my most productive when I, when I'm with my more cynical friends that are like, no, this is not possible. I've tried this before. I've done this before. I've seen it before. I am more easily, my resistance, my persistence is a lot lower. Yes. Yes. You are definitely, they say that there's a saying that says like, you are the average of the people that you hang around with and mm -hmm. mindset, mentality, yes. all that stuff. Yeah. That's I, side note, just to, Give flowers. I don't even know if you listen to the other podcast, but I was telling them that when it comes to audible, calling audible type dancing, like you're like one of my favorite people to dance with whenever it comes to that. And what I mean by audible, <laughs> yes, you girl. And what, Landon? I mean, what I mean by yes, like whenever I was talking about how <laughs> yin and yang dance to me are like super fun. And whenever it's like, I'll lead something and then it's like lead following is what I call it to where I'll be dancing with someone. And then it's more of a yin and yang type dance. So I'm leading something, but then that person adjusts and then I adjust to them and then they adjust and then I adjust to them. hundred. Yeah. Like one of my favorite people to dance with. Yeah. That. And I don't know if you do that on purpose, but it's, it's bomb. I just want to let you know that. I actually want you to speak you. on that, really. How are you able to do that? How are you able to create space in the dance, input your own voice, as well as fill space? And how are you? Because there's a multitude of roles that follows mm. play. Because I know there's a lot of followers and leads that, that want to know how to interact <laughs> in the dance and how they should show up differently and how they can allow things, create things, or and also deny things. So how are you able to do all that? Thank you for saying that. This is still a massive work in progress. You know, like, that's why it keeps you humble, this dance, because you're dancing with so many different people. And like, also as a, as a person, I think that, you know, how I feel today versus how I feel tomorrow, less sleep, good meal, the music, like, it mm -hmm. changes. But again, I really need to tip my hat to Riel because his, uh, there one instance I remember, I was really tired and... 
Vinny and Ree were like, let's dance. And I'm like, guys, I'm really tired, just so you know. But I said, yes. And it was like, not, it was just many years ago. And I was, it was not, it was not a good dance. Ree afterwards was like, what was that? I'm like, well, I told you guys I'm tired. He, he was like, okay, well, what could you have done? Uh-huh. I was like, yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Like he brought back the responsibility. So first that mindset of what can I do here? What can I do here? Mm. And I needed, I needed to give that anecdote, but also he, when he like created Zen Zook, he was really inspired by elements. It's it's not just put your hand here, be strong, be hard. There's there's different ways of, of expression. And for instance, earth is a bit more like structured and water is a bit more fluid. Things that we can imagine, fire is sharp and air is like flowy and light. But you can be a multitude of things within that, you know, you can mm-hmm. be like lava, like hot water. And mm. so his his whole thing was like, sometimes it's a game of who's going to adapt first. Who's following the other one first? Yes. Sometimes you're dancing with someone really strong. They don't know their strength. So you do the exact opposite because you don't want to hurt yourself. Like that's mm. your air. You're letting it all mm. flow through you. Maybe someone, maybe someone isn't too strong, but just enough that you can match it. So maybe you can match it and use it to make something different. Mm-hmm. So his whole thing is like, there's many different ways to connect but it's, it's a bit more i'm get, thinking about connecting uh, you can't see whoever is listening but connecting all of your fingers like super earthy hold versus just the tip of the fingers is air the, there's different ways of not to go into a whole like touch get too focused on touch but like imagining it a bit more like colorful way mm-hmm. so that's how i think i'm always trying to be like oh let me add a little bit it's, it's like cooking oh maybe if i do a little bit more water in my shoulders and like ground a little more in my legs it's always like this so what what you're saying is it's important to approach each dance differently based Uh off of the person that you're dancing with amen and it also sounds um, yourself too yes it sounds like uh meeting people where they're at having enough empathy to not try and change them or impose on them your Mm -hmm. own energy but like how can I also meet you where you're at? How do I compliment what you're bringing to the table right now? I'm telling you, this whole conversation like energy, is just man. taking me back to yin yin. That's the premise of like dancing in a yin yin yang dance. It's just so fun. They're just the funnest. They're the funnest dances. Just they're they're do. so fun. You're so fun. Just no, I was just, like, if you didn't, if Henry wasn't a part of your dance journey, like, where would you be yeah. at? Like, because oh, you're, I, you're, I saw question. there's two things, two things, like, you're very good at self-talk and, and, and talking to yourself, but you also pull a lot from, from real. But like, where, where do you think you would be at in your dance journey? I mean, so let's put it this, like, if I, if I didn't meet him, but I did do Brazilian Zouk. Yes. Yeah, yeah sure. Yes. I, I wonder, I, cause our dance went through many waves. Sure. Uh, so I feel like maybe I would, maybe I would just keep wanting to do a lot of private lessons with leaders okay or like just speak more because uh, i think i like i love I, I think this might be like an old i'm not sure what it is like an older mentality when you just start yeah. is like yeah. wanting to take a lesson with the opposite if you're mm-hmm. a follower you want to take with a leader so they mm-hmm. could be like oh you didn't catch that that's not yeah. what i led you know or if you're mm-hmm. a leader you want to take with a follower maybe yeah. So I feel like maybe I would I would be really like 
looking for a Henry, (laughs) you know, maybe that's what I would be doing. Like looking Mm -hmm. for, because honestly I knew, and this is again, no cap. Like I knew I just wanted this dance. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to do it. Well, my first instinct wasn't, I want to teach this. I want to perform this. No, I want to do this really well. So I think that would be me just like wanting to do it really well. Now, if I didn't find Zook, I think that I would maybe have gone to gone to grad school for a PsyD <laughs> or a master's sure, yeah. in psychology yeah. and done theater. Yeah. And this is, yeah. It's hard to even imagine what I couldn't even imagine what I would do if I did. It's interesting. So, so the thing that I kind of gleaned from that, maybe I'm just gonna, I'm like completely reaching, but like from all the things that we just talked about and your immediate answer just now, your, your, your answer kind of sounded like I would still be really focused on learning technique and, 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 and growing technically as a dancer, but what we spoke about like just now about Henry about Riel's influence on you is that he yeah. really helped change your mentality on how you approach dances. So not oh. necessarily just technique wise. Yes. <gasps> and I'm not necessarily yes. trying to get answers out of you, but I'm kind of just I'm like I'm just seeing what, yes. what just yes. happened now. You know what I mean? Yes. yes. He really helped develop you as a person, as a dancer, to where yeah. you would kind of if without him, you would kind of still be like Technique, technique. I need to be better. I need to be better instead of I would be correct, accepting would be correct. yourself you know where you're at. Yes, yeah. but I'm gonna. There's something. I think I would always like have this want of community, yeah. and I actually. Yeah, yeah. But and and this is and I'm I'm gonna say it because it's real, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not obviously no one's perfect. I also had that moment of these leads. Oh, these leads. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, sure. I'm not proud mm-hmm. of that, but I also think that everyone goes Happens. through that. Happens. I think yeah. everyone goes through that. Yeah. And I'm... And oh, these leads is in like... Be, like the, they need yeah, to get man. better. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Just, gotcha. just making that's sure that's clear. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, no, no. no. It's it. like, it's, it's their fault that yeah. I'm not doing... That the dance didn't go well. It's their fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because yeah. I can dance with these other leaders that make me like a swan. And these... So I was very much... And I think that's a normal dancer that advances kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Ree very quickly was like, here's a dose of reality. Yes. Yeah. So, and, and that's what made me kind of Back. look look a lot more internal. And yeah. because maybe I would have ridden this train of technique. It's, I feel like it, it depends. I don't know. I can't predict what would sure. happen without yeah. Ree. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see, I don't know. I could see that maybe stretching on for a longer period of time until I'm like, okay, what, what am I doing? Until maybe Jack and Jill's and judges would be like, so this is what you're not doing. And I, and Mm. then I'd be like, oh, this is a me thing. But Mm -hmm. he was right there in the beginning being like, girly squirrely, like you can enjoy the night. Mm -hmm. I feel like you'd end up in the same place. You would have been brought the the same lessons that you encountered with Riel. You would have encountered them just in a different place. Like your journey is always your journey, regardless who ends up showing up inside of it. Totally. But I do want to kind of like, since we're talking about moving forward from Riel, because you were in the pandemic, you were having to do an intense mindset switch. I kind of want to go back to the timeline of what your journey looked like, because I don't even think we've talked about COVID and what that mindset switch had to be like going from being a teacher, traveling the world, making money. Now it's like, we're really unsure. Oh, we're going to be locked down for a week. Oh, now we're going to be locked down for two weeks. 
oh, now I can't even really leave the country unless I have certain immunizations. And that's a scary thing when that's your whole income and it's so unsure. Like, how did you navigate those waters? I cannot, I mean, I cannot say how enough. And I think many of us feel the same. Like I'm, this dance changed my life and gave me so many, Jilson Damasco says this all the time, like the dance gave him so much and that's why he wants to give back to the dance. And I adopt that. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like this dance gave me so much. And I want to continue to like give back. I've seen places in the world that I would have never seen as people that have, that can hold me or have my back, you know, metaphorically, like you can be in a a jam and people are going to show up like that is, that is a big blessing. But the pandemic, I I mean, shout out again to my parents of just, they are so good at everything is going to be okay during a crisis. So I had Mm -hmm. them just, everything's great. Look, it's family time. Like they saw the silver lining Mm -hmm. and Re and Leslie they, I mean, not a week goes by and they're like, so we set up an online school. Yeah. Like I have to hand it again. Wow. Like they are, they are the brains of the operation. And that's another yeah. reason why I'm grateful because we kind of took care of handling things, you know, and this, the, what we should do next, how we should structure things. Mm-hmm. So he set up a platform online and e- immediately I had this new gig of teaching solo. So mm. even though it was so nerve wracking, I'm just lucky that like my parents were positive like they were just so gung-ho about yeah teaching you do videos we'll record them like costumes yeah. look you know it, it, and and the thing that like they're like when I'm going spiraling out of control like my parents mm-hmm. are like the best rocks and Re yeah. is such a good rock yeah. I, he's like look a school let's have a a weekender let's do this so he's yeah. so good under pressure so I always was just like okay what's the next thing you know Vinny held online parties Mm-hmm. I was like, if this isn't a great way to train, I don't know what else is. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but even that mindset switch, setup. yeah, even that mindset switch of teaching with a partner, because that's a very specific dynamic. You start to become a, sh- a machine of knowing you're going to speak then, and I'm going to speak now, and then you're going to talk about this part. I'm going to talk about this part. There's a yeah. certain rhythm and a flow that you become used to in the class. Teaching with right. a partner, not that you're not capable of doing it by yourself. Like everyone's capable right. of doing so, but there is a sort of, this is just how we do things. Yes. So yes. having to, yeah. So having to think, come up with a new flow and a new rhythm on top of the other changes. Yeah. What yeah. was that mindset switch like? I'm going to tell you what, and it's probably still true today. I could die literally before <laughs> a class, right? Before a show, <laughs> Yeah. kill me you know like I, yeah. I, I lived a happy I don't know and I know that's so morbid but that is just the truth I get yeah. so like but then this is the best thing that happened it was I, I I didn't wait till I was ready it had to be done right yes. and honestly arguably no one's ready yeah. so just setting up language for myself above of what makes sense to me was the biggest blessing because more and more I'm like oh this is this and this is that and then I make up my own words for what it for whatever a technique is. I mean, a technique mm-hmm. that I'm sure exists that I just say pony leg instead of, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Whatever that whatever the correct is. term for that is. Yeah. Right. So, and then, then it just it, the wanting to die is less still there. It's less because I have my, my own structure to fall back on. Yeah. So I feel like creating a structure for myself, showing up, even though I'm like, oh my God, just keep showing up and finding a structure gave me the trust that I could trust me that I could trust that I could figure this out mm-hmm. that's such an underrated thing that's so underrated that is yeah. so I don't if I could write this in capital bold like underscore yes. underline like 
I trust myself, you know, Imagine. I trust myself. Yeah. And especially in dance where it's so many people are like, I do not trust a solo follow teacher. Like, even if you can lead your ass off, you know, there's just this energy of it's motivating. It's follow. motivating. Mm. You just do it. Yeah. You just do it until you can be trusted. I need to trust yes. me. And then I'm, and that's motivates yes. me. I want to, that's why I'm freaking out. Cause I want to do this well, because I want to earn people's trust, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and that yeah. motivates you to just keep. Yeah. Do you feel like though, yeah. do you, do you feel like. The, so the desire to earn people's trust, 100% dope, positive. But do you feel right. like also there has to be a healthy balance of that? So that way you're not just like swinging off of a string of whether or not people mm. give you sort of like adoration or love or anything like that? Right. Accolades. You know yeah, what it is? It's like I, again, with, with Ree, the way that he planted the seed of it's your responsibility to see this however way you want. Like when mm-hmm. he gave gave that to me, so now it's it it shouldn't matter. It matters to me. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, e- mm-hmm. even if people like you guys say the nicest things to me, the nicest, and like I am so grateful for it, and it feels so good for me. But until it's a, until it's really true for me, yes. yeah. right, right. I I, I want to make sure that we keep saying that because this mm-hmm. you can't, everything just, anyway. Actually, yeah. do have a question. What I wanted to say, you can't hold on to sand. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like life. It feels like everything is like that. So I, I try to do, I mean, is it healthy? I don't know. But I'm I'm the one that's, I want this to feel good for me. I, mm. the, what's yeah. that quote? Do it until you're proud. Yeah. Good thing I won't ever be proud. No, I'm kidding. I'm working <laughs> towards that. No, 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 no. no. I, I am, I'm definitely proud of my journey. I'm definitely proud. But there's still a ways way to go, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. I let do you the, ever um, get, do you ever, do of, you, uh, go ahead, go ahead. I let the fire of pettiness and the <laughs> anger and spite of my years of dance fuel me. And I'm not going to lie. It's been great so far. That fire still burns strong, but also popular. That's, also- uh, that's kind of what I was going to, I was going to, I was going to ask, I was going to ask, I was going to ask Jessica, do you ever have <laughs> moments where you feel like you, cause you're one of the most humble people that I know like you're extremely humble for our entire life knowing one another you've always been like that (laughs) I like I could tell a story I could tell a story of I mean I still remember when we met in San Francisco was it I think it was or DC it was DC it was actually DC it was DC when we met because Jessica was like I can sing a song what's up let's go do a track and I was like let's do a track (laughs) then (laughs) and so wait like wait hold on where's that track no, we yeah, never did it. it. So Let's what do are we it. doing Let's then? Do All right, come on. It's, it's in the lab. It's, it's still Go in the vault. It's still in the vault. We still debating on whether we're going to release Got it or it. not. Nah, but, we're release it today. But I remember <laughs> even after that when me and SZA were like, yo, we want you to dance on stage with us when we do the concert oh at Rosarito at ZNL. And like, you, so you've been like a super humble person you were like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that because this and this and that. And I'm like, you're freaking Jessica Lambden, the unicorn. And this was like seven <laughs> years ago. And like, so think about where you're at now and just that level of humility that you still carry is just mind blowing and so, in a good way. But so, do, but I say all that to say, do you ever have moments where you're just like, bro, I'm that chick. Like I'm hurt. Yes, like, you ever have moments that are in yourself where you're like that? Because you literally yeah. are her, you know what I'm saying? And oh my like, god! <laughs> in your, I'm, I, I, and I think that that's like a telling thing of maybe like 
how like where you're at in your own journey and maybe where you've grown or where you're still growing or whatnot like I guess do you ever have moments like that with yourself I think it's more it's more on the like I'm grateful for the time that I put in and honored to Mm. like judge Mm -hmm. or honored that people are like you're coming to the congress right you know or like it's I don't know I'm not like I, I don't think it's on that girl I think it's more like oh like this is I'm grateful for these privileges of are people seeing me for the time that I put in. It's mm-hmm, still yeah. on the gratitude thing. But I, you know, I I I I love like Larissa Tayania and Paloma Alves and Natasha mm-hmm. Terenkina, Romy. I'm still on the like, they could do whatever they want. And I think they earned that. So I feel like in due time, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I you feel don't like feel like you're like there like yet? Jews. Do you feel like I'm you're dope? I, do you feel like, like you're I dope? I want to prove to myself more. Do you okay, feel like okay. you're dope? Because you're dope. But I'm asking, do you feel like you're dope? You, period. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, for now, I still feel like I feel more that I can more confidently say that I'm a dancer. Because before the pandemic, sure. I still was like, yeah, I dance. Yeah. Now, because mm-hmm. this is something that I'm training in. This is something that I'm developing. Yeah. I feel like actively I'm a dancer and I mm-hmm. travel for this and I'm trying and I invest with other artists in, in, commun- in, in our community, you know, mm-hmm. and that's a big step. No, so I was going to say me, that is a big step. Once, yeah. For me, right. once I get to, maybe I organize something big. Maybe I start my own real something. Like I admire Christina Montoya so much because yeah. her Zook babes, yeah. she took a chance on that. Like mm-hmm. she grew that. And I think that's, yeah, anyway. Okay, well, I'm going to need to like, getting there. put We're a pause. There. I'm going to put a pause on that. And we're going to have it a to her. moment pause. because yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to give it to her. Get on. Sit down, Jessica. Laugh. <laughs> Time for therapy. Yep, Time yep. for therapy. Talk with Jesse. I was thinking. I love that. I love no, that. No, <laughs> That's a sister pause. I tried. So, Jessica Lambden, here's my girlfriend moment to you. The things that you do in dance and the person that you are and how you show up to people you are to these people like a, you know, a Paloma. You know what I mean? You to so many people, you may feel like you have far to go, but I feel like you're not doing enough honor and justice to how far you have come. And not just how far you have come, but the impact you've had on those around you in the community and what you have built for yourself and for others. And in your partnership with Riel, because yes, Riel is like, a magical, beautiful, wonderful human being, but you were 50% of that. You know, you showed up, he may have given you a lot, but you showed up every single time and you were able to embody that and, you know, grow that and add your own flavor to that. So I would like for you to right now get real close to the screen and I want you to take a big, deep breath and from the pits of your chest, <laughs> I need you to say, I'm that bitch. Go on ahead. Let's go. This is Jessica Lambton on No <laughs> Podcast. I am, in fact, that bitch. You heard it here first. Thank you, Jesse. Uh, you are. Don't ever doubt that. I Thank think you. this moment right here is super important because, honestly, if we, there are so many women people in general just who do the same, same thing they don't acknowledge their own gift strengths and what they actually do and how they actually like it, it's wonderful to be able to give flowers to everyone else mm-hmm. but please yeah. first and foremost please give flowers to yourself 
and accept the flowers like people give to you. Yeah. Thank you. Boy, sure. Because, like, I was going to say talking about finding the why in your dance, but you watching that 100 years ago back when you and you and you and Riel did the demo at Dunya at the Bachata Brunch. Um, like, oh like my one, God. One of the yes. first times I saw you guys dance. I believe, it was, I believe it was the first time I saw you guys dance. And watching that demo helped me find my why into continuing my dance journey in Brazilian Soup. It was like that moment. I will always remember watching you guys dance and remembering the feeling that I got from watching you guys dance. I'm like, and then just the technique and everything about it, the song, everything it was like, it, it really made me want to focus a little bit more on Brazilian Zouk to become comfortable dancers and, and just entertaining dancers, just like just like what I, how I saw you guys at that particular moment. So yeah, it helped me find my why and it helped me develop my mindset at the beginning of that, like at that moment for the rest of my dance journey, basically. So, and that's what's yeah. so cool about and it because like literally you never know who is watching and being impacted by your journey. Like you never know who's being impacted. I know there's been like literally, and when this podcast drops, your inbox is going to blow up with just messages of people being like, I just want to let you know that you, Jessica <laughs> Lambert, have done this in it because literally, like, your life has impacted and impacted so many That's people. I do have a question, though, that kind of ties into this. So, before, whenever you were teaching mainly as a partnership, and you still teach as a partnership now, but you have veered into teaching a lot more solo as well how has that been and how has has the stuff that you learned before impacted obviously i believe that it has but how has it impacted or do you feel like you had to have any sort of mindset adjustment in how you've transitioned from being a couple mainly to now also teaching solo and not losing any traction because you're jessica lambda thank you this is like Ree was already priming this change because he he was gonna like maybe move to Hawaii or maybe he did move to Hawaii for two years, moved to Indianapolis and he was already priming this before the pandemic. So the pandemic was kind of like an insane coincidence and already the start of this transition. Yep. And like a curse but a blessing in so mm-hmm. many different ways. Mm-hmm. So already we were getting used to this and it wasn't as scary when he really like launched Slumpanapolis and kind of announced that he wants to step back and really focus on community growing, growing with his students. It wasn't that like big of a transition because I was able to show up to these events and I will be showing up to these events. Vinny's amazing. I've been collaborating with Vinny. I've been collaborating with Shane, who's also amazing. And we mm-hmm. have a similar vocabulary. Thank God for those guys. And honestly, it's collaborating, adjusting to someone, teaching with someone is different than teaching alone, than teaching with Re. Like doing it with Re is like nothing oh, because mm-hmm. we're so used to the the vocabulary. And right. here it's 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 been I don't know it's been great. I just know as again I always see like Re as home or my parents as home, so I always ask for their opinions. And like now I have to make some more choices on my own. But I I just I don't know. I'm always like, what would Re do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's been my. Been a, it's been a pretty solid transition. Nice. I think maybe what 
like contracts maybe is going to be a new thing that I'm adjusting to like how to talk to people on time how to ask for something do I have to adjust it doing all that because he just was so good at it and took care of everything so now I'm realizing like I do want to offer things alone mm-hmm. and not always do it in a partnership mm-hmm. so where do I stand in our community yeah and I think that's like solo movement and lambada and you know mm-hmm. i really i i think there is something i really i, I like leading i i want to make i want to do a better job at it so and the, always that's evolving but there is something about leading one way leading another but yes oh. it's it's a journey it's awesome it's important <laughs> He's in the I, back of my head yeah i um so i started off my dance journey in a partnership and then i chose to con- continue in dance not in a partnership, but doing a lot of collaborations, like a lot of collabs. And it's a huge mindset change of not have, it's a different sort of muscle you have to exercise, right? Because when you have a partnership, you have a familiarity, like a rhythm, you kind of understand each other, you you can kind of finish each other's sentences. And so preparation for class is like a little bit less stressful. Like you can be thrown into the fire really easily and come out like, we know what to do here. But right. when you're doing collaborations, there's a certain, especially if you don't live in the same city, right? Like maybe Amazing. you're collaborating with somebody across the world, you show up, you're already busy at a festival and maybe 20 minutes before class, if that, you're like, okay, I think this is what we're doing. Do you agree? Yes. <laughs> and sometimes yeah. you don't get that. Like sometimes you just get onto the dance floor or maybe you did prep and then your partner shows up and they're like, I changed my mind. I changed my I'm mind. Going to do something oh, different. No. And I'm like, okay, let's go. <laughs> right. There's just a different muscle that you flex. And it's it's terrifying when it's going on, especially if you're a perfectionist, but also it becomes so empowering of, it's oh, so we fun. need a class in one minute. I'm ready. Let's go. I can do this. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of it, I don't know about for you, but for me, I realized how much, how many things I had admired in other people I had worked with that were actually my own strengths. Yes. If that makes sense. Yes. I was projecting my own strengths onto somebody else. Talk about and it. so when I was out there by myself or when I was out there working with other people and I had the chance to see what I looked like in different environments, I was really able to see better, like the full outline of who I was and what I brought to the floor every time I walked into the class, Mm -hmm. not just as a dancer, but as a teacher. Mm -hmm. And also having that liberation of being able to play and the art of teaching, because being a dancer is an art and it's a beautiful art and it's so, it's a visual art, right? But teaching another is a separate art. Yeah, absolutely. It's another animal that people don't necessarily put as much time into training in. But it's something that like, when you are like the best teacher, you can take your students on a crazy journey through their body and through themselves into being present. And it's not just about maybe the technique they learn, but it's like learning mindset things or learning how to tap into artistry or vulnerability or being present. Like all of those things are things yes. that they don't happen by accident when you step into a classroom, like a teacher manufactured a class in a specific way so that you, to evoke those feelings, right? And so as you were starting to strike out and collaborate with different people and work on your own, what sort of what sort of surprising things presented themselves to you? What new things did you learn about yourself and teaching and teaching with other people, all of that. That's good. That was beautiful. I think 
I noticed my panic of, oh, that's not clear. Oh, th- those are my big panic buttons. Oh my God, that's not clear. We could do this better. We could do this. Mm-hmm. And then just being like, you know what? Stressing about this right now isn't good. Like a collaboration working well is going to change the room. So like mm-hmm. kind of choosing when it, it's improv, like this is, mm-hmm. it is it's improv and, and yes, and yeah. in life and yes, yeah. and in your partner, right? Yeah. Collaborating and, and partnerships are, are like that as well. Kind of wanting to do a good balance. So I, I noticed that there's t- sometimes I need to let go. We will survive this, you know, and if it's not this class, we'll, we'll do it another class. Yeah. And I think the other one is. I, I think I'm more of a words person and yeah. I, and my physical sure. is getting so much stronger, mm-hmm. but like, I, I try to choose things, choose words like with ultimate love. Cause it goes a long way. Mm-hmm. And when people talk to me and sometimes I can't hear what you're saying because of your tone or I don't yeah. like mm-hmm. the words that you choose. That was great, but you could do better or, or, Oh my God, you don't want to be that person who does this yeah. immediately. I'm like, what if I am that person? What if, you know, like I take yeah. it, you know that mm. phrase, like you're taking yeah. it bad, which is a little bit toxic, but yeah. guilty, I take it bad. I am more likely to take it, like can't take a joke <laughs> of me. Sure. So, um, but wait, I want to reframe I, that specific thing because I've been told that too. And maybe it's a theater kid now that I'm a key theater kid thing now that I'm talking to you, sure. but words are important. Words mean things. And when you're a theater kid, you're given this blank piece of paper and you have to kind of investigate and you have to find the character's intention and the motivation. And, you know, why are they choosing these words? Like these specific words they're choosing, and like how why you say and them. what and yeah. how you say them. So when you think about this in real life, I feel like we're always listening to the words and the intentions very specifically because we're taught and trained to understand it. And then being able to like present a character that's feasible with the proper words and intention. And I think it's really unfair for people to villainize people because Specific words do mean things. They have yes. very specific intentions. Mm-hmm. And so when you're communicating a specific intention, you know, you have to be aware that it will have a specific result. So I, I mean, I'm so I'm with you. you. Did you ever watch Victorious? Yes. No. <laughs> no? Before, before y'all's time? <laughs> Victoria Justice? There was an episode where they did the bird scene. And basically, she had to keep on doing the bird scene until she got it right. But she kept getting it wrong because she kept on asking how she did. And he was like, you're getting it wrong because you keep on asking me if it was good. Whenever as an actor or a person presenting a piece of art, you got to just do it and don't care about what other people think. Right. Yeah. They're, Is this right. a Disney Channel yeah. thing? Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Oh, Victoria. Yes. Yes. Nah. Not, yeah. Just saying. I, actually, I used to have the biggest crush on her back in the day. Oh, wow. I, I, I actually still, I still do. I'm, I'm not even lying. Hey, no shade, bro. No shade at all. I just wanted to yeah, share. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. are we talking about Nickelodeon right now? Yeah. But, hey, I, I, get, I gave a plug. I, I mean, that was definitely a kid's show, but that concept is legit as an artist, bro. It's yeah, like, for sure. Nice like, do art for you. And I want other people to appreciate this too. And I feel like that mindset yeah. helps to allow you to continue to enjoy and having fun while you're creating whatever it is that you're creating. Yeah. Because the fact of the matter right. is not everybody's going to like it. It's super subjective. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So 100%. Yeah. It's because that's the thing about art. Like art is you, you can do what you want and not expect anything from anyone, just you putting your art out there. And then it's like, when you're trying to, when you invite people into a space and you're going to be like, 
I want to teach you something. Mm-hmm. It's like, there are some great teachers out there and old school teachers that are like old school. They're like, look, I'm not going to tell you it's good if it's not good. Like they, it's, it's a part of the character. Like I'm going to tell it to you straight. And some people love that. Some people, the tone, the jokes goes over their head. They get the material, you know, or like, don't stick your hand out. Like you're, you're like a shriveled up mushroom. Do it. Like some people can get whatever, mm-hmm. but, but then there's this other way that's a little bit more approachable. Mm-hmm. And like, I love when people take the time to do their best to talk. I appreciate that. Right. When you use kindness, I will understand you better. Period. And I'm not a religious person. I don't know much about religion, but when I heard love, not fear, do things with love, not fear. That's, mm-hmm. I, I, I love that. Like it, you will catch more flies with honey or whatever yeah, it is, get more yeah. cats with good milk. Like just to ease the whole room with love and saying that, because the, the deal is, nothing is wrong there's nothing wrong there's your alignment and sometimes being out of alignment even out of alignment you have to go out of alignment to get in alignment. you know what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. if we get so crazy about doing things right doing things wrong then we're gonna get a a room full of do good or do wrongers and and writers you know versus uh like a room full of stressful i was gonna say so just kind of like slightly segue maybe veering off topic but like how can one take that mindset that you just said that 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 right yeah. there, and apply it to Jack and Jill's. Oh, uh, sure. there we go. Hey, I know you really want to hear what we have to say whenever it comes to this specific topic. However, this is a Patreon exclusive moment. So if you do want to hear more about this specific topic, head over to our Patreon and find out ways that you can hear this exclusive content straight from the Dance No Cap podcast. And let's get back into the normal podcast. One question yeah. that I want to ask, and this is shifting, moving on towards moving past yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole yeah. Jack and Jill stuff. Actually, yeah. with Jessica, I want to know, I'm curious about the things you've learned about yourself as a solo teacher, on go- or rather, you're learning about yourself because you did a, a tour in Europe in February. But also, I want to know <laughs> about... The, the relationships you have with the other women teachers, women mm-hmm. so, particularly the women solo teachers and how you all are building yourself up and also things that you would like to see better for the women of the scene as well as the, the solo women teachers in the scene. Because there's a lot of women teachers by oh, themselves yeah. or doing collaborations or even in partnerships that would love to see some things, but I'm curious what you see, mm-hmm. would like to hear, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, again, like there have been women that have been paving this path already. And just by like being insanely talented dancers. So I'll just like off the top of my head, of course, Larissa Tayani, because mm-hmm. she is amazing, but also like start, start a lot of projects on her own. Yeah. I think Romina Hidalgo, just because she mm-hmm. was collaborating from a, being a kid, collaborating with everyone and just showed all of this, was able to understand everybody. Like Paloma Alves, her journey, like she, I feel like she's just so solid. I feel like she's so raw. That's how I can describe her. So just by her being like, I'm exploring this yeah. is already amazing. Kim Rotier and Hisako are two women that started Zouk and Lombada in New York. This path yeah. has been oh, paved geez. for me. Sydney, 
Christina. So I just feel like I am like just trying to keep up with that, like showing up and learning a lot of hats, learning how to lead, learning how to choreograph, how to follow, how to plan things. I, I, I just feel like this path has been there and I'm, and I'm following it. And of course, and, and I, I don't know, I, I, I'm like a, I, I love everyone. I love women, old, older women, younger women. Like I just, any kind of woman, I think I already love her. So I feel like I've been looking for sistering all, all, all the women that I meet from the beginning. And yeah, that's how I've been. The, the journey just keeps growing and the path has been paved and I hope to keep making it clear and following yeah. it myself. I love that. I, like I love I like that, it. man. That's super <laughs> dope. Man, does anybody else have any other questions or any, or Jessica, do you have any other things that you kind of want to talk about whenever it comes to just like mental health I mean, side of your dance and your journey and stuff? I don't know. I feel like, I don't know, just thanking you guys too, because I feel like you're always open to having conversation period. And I feel like this is really important and encouraging, like talking about the hard thing, whatever the hard thing is for anyone. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I just want to take the time to say thank you for opening up space to to bounce off ideas and questions because it starts here. It starts yeah. by having good conversations to change the scene yeah. or to not change the scene, change the world. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Takes this. So That's I just awesome, want to thank man. you. Yeah. For the space, you, for the man. questions, the curiosity and yeah. seeing, seeing all that life and telling me to 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 announce on on live <laughs> no i'm not lying you guys don't understand how many face-to-face conversations me and jessica have had freaking for years about how and dope that's she family is. guys that's why i love this scene it's because like, of family yeah. this is I'm it trying you, know, to tell you can't even say it. you're gonna have your family push it out, out of you that's I love you. thank you so much so what do you feel like this next season is what is the name or theme or intention of this next season for you yes thank you i think it's the like adulting portion of this show yeah just being a little (laughs) bit more because i mean again i shamelessly i love being the the love of others i love that i've been so fortunate that people take care of me i'm very lucky so now i really want to step up and and see how do i how do i take care of me and 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 i'm doing that in small ways like in dance ways and giving classes and we, I might not be as talkative with my words about like, we're, we're getting there, like those affirmations, but I mm. do it with the products that I use, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm like little mm-hmm. things like that, because with the foods that I eat, because I deserve, mm-hmm. we deserve yes. good things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just building on that and kind of believing that, that, that I can do it. And this is just the believing that I can take care of whatever happens, you know, yeah. And, and and this is something of very much realism, but it's take care of you so you can take care of others, right? Or like, mm-hmm. don't give on an empty cup. But I'm talking really like adult in a, in a nice yes, way. <laughs> well, you, and figure that out. <laughs> well, you know, like when one of my things, my therapist kind of advised me towards when I was like starting my self-love journey is she's, whatever your top love language is, start with giving that to yourself first that's going to be the place where your foundation is going to be strongest for self-love and for me it's a lot of quality time and words of affirmation so that's why I had to start I had to start carving out a lot of self-time for myself and treat it as though if it were a date 
And then I had to start coming up with like my own ways to say, I love you to myself. And so it sounds like you started with the way that you show love, like how you like to receive love. You like to have acts of service, quality of time. And so it sounds like that's where you started. And if you ever, girl, if you ever need a lesson (laughs) in bad bitch self-talk, I got you. Just hit me up. You know what I'm saying? Yes. No, I love it. It's so important. It's so important. Also being clear, like clear, what's without wondering the what ifs, like, what do you want to do? And just mm-hmm. go, mm-hmm. go for it. The steps, find the steps and do it instead of, yeah. and that's mm-hmm. so important. You need, you need good self-talk to, to talk yourself into the path you want to take. I love that. Hell yeah. Yes. Dope, yes. And where can, where can, where can people find you at, man? I guess before I ask, where can we find you at? Where are you planning on yeah. being at next? Like what's, where are you headed to next? This is yeah well amazing so canada zoo congress nice. and then a bunch of like local stuff well kind of local for for zook and kakaz events in fortaleza and in july and then mm. dallas right after that so i'm gonna i'm more home right now in new york and doing like a bit of Fosa. <laughs> this is, it's really cool to be home and have this balance of travel so i'm really trying to help grow or contribute even more on top of what Shane and Vinny are doing. So I'm going to their classes and collaborating with them. I also started my own solo um, and styling class. Yeah. So this is my baby right now that I want to really grow and feel like that's my contribution. Yeah. You know, we need it. Uh, So so I'll be around. We need it. And God willing along the way dream dream right now would be like, to 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 grow my class to be with the boys and do broadway subtle oh, manifestation yes. on this podcast no heavy, like, heavy you know, manifestation heavy Hell manifesting. Yeah. let's just do a film let's just do some broadway oh. get it out of my system so i don't do a what if I'm about it oh but gosh. i'm yeah. i'm trying to do that grow something really Zook, I mean, I'm not going anywhere like as long as it can fit into my zook schedule i'll do it but well, it's a pretty <laughs> nice mashup so like that already, this, this, this dance, this community has, I'm telling you, like the gifts, you just stay with her and she provides. Jessica, like, Jessica, oh, Jessica, I'm going to make yes. one correction to that or one okay. addition to that is not just addition. the power of Brazilian Zook. It's the power of you. You being able to show yeah. up, you being able to give these gifts that you have and add to the scene, the way you transform everyone around you. And yeah, Brazilian Zook is a community it's wonderful it's cool and all that but without you being who you are and how you show up we do not progress as far and then all these things that happen is because you're you they're not gonna give this to joe smith or joe 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 whatever they're not they're not giving it to them joanna smith yeah they're giving it to you because you're you you're that person you're her like for real, for real. So please, I would like you, Thank this you. request, I would like you to to actually talk more about yourself. You can use I more. Claim yourself, please. Yes. Guys, for the next, for the next interview, mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. So I want to, I want to end this podcast with something a little different than we've done. I just want to get Je- Jessica's socials where people can find yeah. her online yeah. and all that stuff so they can go follow you. Okay, Jessica, throw out your socials and then we're going to do the close off. Yes, at J-E-S-S-L-A-M-Z, Jess Lambs, or Jessica Landon on Facebook. Or 
I mean, I have this cute little website, followyourunicorn.com, mm-hmm. under it's construction, so but come out and remind me that I should work on it, okay? We'll help you out. And that's where you could find me. Perfect. Okay, so here's what we're going to do to sign us off. Everyone's going to say a bad bitch affirmation, especially because we're going into hot girl summer. So those who have to yes. leave immediately, Jamil and Amber, I think you guys go first. Yell out your hot bitch affirmation. Let's go. Wait, I need an example. What's a hot bitch Just affirmation? Just be like, yo, I'm that nigga. What's up? It's your boy, Archie. Bow, that's mine. <laughs> all right, God. All right, well, I'm Jamil. I'm coming back from heart surgery. It's going to be 2020, 2023 is the comeback year. Hot, hot, hot bitch. Summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let them you, know, Iron Man. Did, did you right. reco- are you recording your face just now? I did it. To- nope. And I'm about to leave. So Damn, we need Damn. that clip. Okay. Bye, Jamil. All right, bro. See y'all. Okay. I love y'all. Take the care. Love you. Tilted his face and everything. Oh, my God. I was Amber, what's, your, what's your hot bitch affirmation, Amber? Yo, it's DJ Afro DJ, and I'm all about crab legs still. Crab legs 2023, crab legs 2024, crab legs. <laughs> okay. Archie did his. What's your supposed? Wow. I Honestly, it's... Oh, that's a you great question. You have so much time to think. No, it I, just has to be intuitive. I, what it is. I've just, I've just been is. present in the moment that I've just been here with, with as y'all. As much as you hype other people up, no. It's got to be right. right now. Affirm no, yourself. That's true. Life. You kind of got to do it. You're right. You're right. You kind of got to do it. You're right. I don't Own know it. what you're talking about. I guess my hot bitch affirmation will be doing things for myself and for the enjoyment of me rather than for the community or people or responsibility. Mm. That's just for me. And mm. because I want to. That's it. Yes. Bam. Yeah. I love it. All right, do you want to go first or do you want do you want to be the closer, Jess? She can be the closer. Yeah, you, okay. you, you go first, Je- Jesse. Here's my affirmation. I said what the fuck I said. Mm. And I meant that shit. And ain't nobody gonna check me. I was born Jesse. I'm a die Jesse. And all of you guys that seek to question that fall back. Oh. Oh. Did she gotta do it again or did she already do it? Jess, I got no, she gotta do a new one because I told her the first one. You gotta you gotta come up with your own. (laughs) This is No Cap Podcast, and this is your official baddiest baddie 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 bitch. Yeah. This summer 2023. Yeah. So are we gonna do? And this we out. This? We <laughs> out. No, we That's out. It. That's it. Thank you for listening to the Dance No Cap podcast with your host Archie, Jesse, Amber, Ifosa, and Jamil. Hope that you enjoyed. If you want to stay up to date with everything Dance No Cap podcast, head over to our Instagram, our Facebook, our YouTube, or our TikTok, and type in Dance No Cap podcast and until the next episode stay up